welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Today, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Dark Forces Rebel Agent Radio Drama Part 2. But first, Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, my friend. Um... <laughs> I mean, I don't have much to report since we just saw each other Monday. That's oh, true. We, yeah, we technically had um, an episode to record last minute, um, which will be dropping when? Uh, it will be uh, dropping uh, this Thursday, and so okay. they're going to hear this next week. Right, so... We did mention in our previous episode that we were going to have two episodes for you. Um, but number one, life got in the way. Uh, number two, we just realized that we wouldn't have anything for you for the week of Thanksgiving. So our bonus episode is actually going to become just a regular episode. Yep. It's just a, so. a breaking news. <laughs> a breaking pertinent <laughs> news episode. Yeah. Which means that if we recorded regularly starting today, we will have the rest of our forces up for you by the end of November, yep. possibly. Um, which leaves 29 days before the Book of Boba, <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. So, um, but no, yeah, I got nothing new. Uh, at all. No news. Nothing. Saber Forge and lightsaber news. Uh, Saber Forge has been pulling out the stops. Uh, I, I think they've had like, I don't know. I think we're at double digits uh, worth of different hilts that are back in stock. Um, it looks like we're finally able to start churning out some, uh, some actual lightsabers now. Um, and their NeoPixel, um, their NeoPixel pricing, uh, with the Golden Harvest the chipset, which would be the one that you are looking at, um, yeah. is uh, a comparable price. Um, the other thing that's okay. new is that, uh, Crimson Dawn said that they were going to start doing stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, Crimson Dawn is predominantly known for uh, cheap, thin lightsabers that are they're they're the new ultra sabers. I would say um, they are they are ah. tiny, they're cheap, and they are indestructible. And so they are the number one right now uh, for mm -hmm. uh, combat, not larping or <laughs> costume. Right. Okay. But their prices right. haven't changed either. So no. Mm -mm. Alrighty. Well, um, I suppose we should just go ahead and get going. All right. Since we have nothing else to talk to tackle at all. Nope. No news. <laughs> that's, a rare, that, had, that's a rare thing. I mean, we had so much news this week that we made a whole other episode, and now we got n nothing else. <laughs> I only I only wanted to bring up one thing before we jumped in. Um, you Lay said we're. Where did you find the titles for the episodes? Uh, I found them on a uh, YouTube video, uh, referenced on a YouTube video, 
Which um, who was the maker? Let me find out. Was it Star Wars Meg? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, no, I it's uh, heavy spoilers. I don't believe them at all. I got uh, I got that reference. Uh, mm-hmm. Those uh, uh, the titles couldn't think of the word title. Um, those titles were then verified on the Star Wars leaks subreddit um, afterwards because okay. I didn't want to I didn't want to start saying things that weren't true. Knowingly now, saying things that I knew weren't true. Right. Now, are you sure these are the titles? Because, I mean, why would they give us titles two months in advance? I don't know. And I, mean, I don't know. Who, and I don't they know who data mined them. They never, I mean, they never gave us titles at all until maybe the night before. Um, and I stopped believing in whatever YouTube said because. Somebody said that the first title was called The Search for Mandalorian Season 2. And, of course, it was not. It was part of the, Mar- the Marshall. Um, so I won't disprove the information until I actually hear it on my screen. But I'm going to take this with a grain of salt. I feel like that's a fair. A couple, couple grains of salt because I don't want to speculate on the titles and what they could mean. And then have it flipped on the set, you know? So. But we'll have plenty of time to discuss that soon. But let's uh, let's jump into um, this radio drama. So this... Uh, so the first scene in part two is... Uh, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma talking to Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia. Now, were you surprised at, at this? I was, honestly. Uh, I mean, I hinted to you that there were going to be some old faces here. Yeah. Uh, I was just surprised that that was the direction that they took. I was not, I was not expecting that to be them because I, I didn't really know how they would tie in. And I feel like they tied it pretty well. I feel like they did a good I mean, job of treating yeah, it I, like. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't expecting them the first time they popped it. But, um, I mean, I figured, okay, five years after the Death Star blew up, then they may be around. I mean, if Mon Mothma was around, I, I was sure that Leia would pop up at some point. Maybe. Yeah, because she's I a political about, figure. That makes sense. Yeah, but I never knew about Luke because I wasn't sure what he was up to. Um, because I know during this time, between 5 AB and 8 AB, the old canon, he was searching for old Jedi relics. I believe he entered the old Jedi temple at some point. But because he, he never found his Jedi Academy until I believe maybe eleven maybe, yeah, eleven maybe. Which you said the old Jedi Temple? Oh, there were yes. lots of old Jedi temples. The old Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Oh, I did not know that. Because that that was still standing. It went under a different name. It went under the name of the Imperial Palace. Of course, because that's what Palpatine. Um, Renamed it. 
uh, in but, his own version of nanny nanny boo boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that's what Luke was up to. I don't know how much he found because I know Palpatine's. Did he destroy a lot of the stuff or did he just hoard it away? I think he hoarded a lot of it. I think Vader hoarded some too. Because I know Vader had his own castle, but it wasn't on Mustafar in the old canon. It was on a planet called Fajun. Fajun. FJUN. Yeah, I feel like Palpatine is the epitome of I will, uh, I'm just going to hold on to this and it will suit me when it suits me. Yeah, but he definitely had some um, interesting contingency plans, um, which you could read about, you know, in Dark Empire or um, the Thrawn trilogy, because there was an interesting way that Thrawn was able to pick up uh, communications from Coruscant, um, like Spy Network, hmm. and they were actually, um, it's actually interesting uh bit of information but if i went in, into that which i don't remember all of it so i don't want to go into it yeah i guess we'll just have to listen to those audiobooks on read. air yeah we'd have to actually read the whole entire Thrawn trilogy and that is not a ready drama but it is read there are two versions on audible um there's there's an abridged version that is read by dennis lawson which, as everyone knows, he was Wedge Antilles. Um, so Dennis Lawson read the first two, and Anthony Daniels read the third one. Um, but just recently, I mean, I think about five years ago, they came out with a new version that was unabridged. So the full entire versions. And these were all read by Mark Thompson, which I believe he narrates your book that you're reading. Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, you should, check, you should make sure that, because Mark Thompson is a very good Star Wars narrator. I think his voices are phenomenal, except for maybe Yoda. I don't think anybody could get Yoda right. Frank Oz is in a, a league all his own. Everything that he yeah. did was... It uh, it just had that kind of Frank Oz jazz to it. It's like mm -hmm. Mark Hamill. Like, yeah. everyone that does, like... Uh, Mark Thompson does good with Mark Hamill. And actually, out of all the narrators I've heard, I think he's best at doing Yoda. Uh, Jonathan Davis's Yoda is terrible. Uh, oh, he's another okay. good narrator. Um, oh, I almost forgot to mention, I don't know if we discussed this, but way back on the other radio drama, the actor, the voice actor that played Yoda in Empire, uh, that was John Lithgow. And who is that? I believe he played Winston Churchill in The Crown. I don't know if you ever saw The Crown. I did well, not. apparently he's quite a famous actor. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, but we definitely got off topic here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which it's okay because we don't have any news, so we can talk about. It. <laughs> so, so all right. I think one of the things that is uh, really pertinent uh, 
is this concept of um like they just kind of threw Luke and Leia into this and I'm actually really grateful that they did because mm-hmm. what so we we now have a point of contention we've already in the previous radio drama we already know that Mon Mothma is very wary of trusting anyone that has ties to the empire and has multiple yeah. times now told Jan like hey if he looks suspicious <laughs> get him <laughs> get him uh so <laughs> so like i like that there are more people on Jan's side that's like no yeah. no i think he has an idea mm-hmm. and luke i mean i think luke's Brief dialogue here is probably the best. Now, do you did you like do you like the actor and actress that they picked out for Luke and Leia? I think I think that they got Leia okay. I don't feel like they wrote Leia okay, but I feel like the actress mm-hmm. did a really good job. With uh-huh. Luke, I'm on the fence. Yeah, because he's he's trying yeah. to sound like Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Instead of it's a it's a very 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 close minute detail, mm-hmm. but it's like you can feel the difference between him trying to act as the character mm-hmm. and him trying to sound like the other actor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's yeah. I mean, he's not going to be in this, you know, quite a lot. I mean, he's not going to be doing any lightsaber dueling or anything. Oh, I got I, I got some gripes with some lightsaber dueling, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I've, I mean, I think we'll get Mark. I mean, I'll, I think we'll get Luke. I believe we'll get him in another. Yeah, uh, we got yeah. Uh, we got him right at the end of this one, which makes me think that yeah. he's going to be at least in the intro to send Kyle off into space. Yeah, but like. <laughs> uh, a good explanation of this is again to go back to the Boba in AT88 scene. Mm. Boba didn't sound like Boba, but when I tell no. you that that man got Boba Fett from the get go, <laughs> I uh-huh. never questioned him. Like, nope, that's that is 100% Boba Fett. Uh-huh. This had the opposite effect. I feel like he did a, mm-hmm. this actor that's playing Luke mm-hmm. did a good impression of Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. So was he better than Joshua Farden? I like the, I kind of like the new, the old Luke, and, uh, mm. the replacement Luke in Return of the Jedi. Like mm. after, after like the initial like, oh, who's that? Like, like <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> well, we may once, we may need to listen, we one, may need to listen to to the Dark Empire trilogy anyway, just to just to get you to hear the last uh, Luke Skywalker voice. So, we, I think that's a good idea. Um, continuing on, uh, Mon, yes. we're going to get through the scene if it kills us. Uh, <laughs> Mon Mothma, Jan, and Luke and Leia are all discussing what they're supposed to do with the information that Jan got off of, got out of Kyle's backpack. <laughs> yeah. So, Jan, Luke, and Leia are all like, yeah, this is a ticking, this is a force time nuclear time bomb. We yeah. have to go do something about this. And Mon, Mothma's, Mon Mothma's like, who freaking cares? <laughs> Which, that kind of bothered me because she knew Jedi in the old order. 
Did she in the in the old canon? Well, I mean, she knew of them. I mean, I don't know how much relationship she had with them, but I mean, she knew Obi Wan Kenobi at least. I think. I mean, she was willing to have you know Bail Organa reach out to him, and she was in all those meetings with Padme. But you know what? Then again, it does not surprise me that she would have some mistrust issues because she had urged Padme not to say anything to any of the, of the Jedi until they knew where the Jedi stood mm. on the Chancellor. Um, of course, and they can ended up figuring it out anyway because it was at the meeting with Palpatine when they delivered their um, delegation of the 2000. Delete the scene. Watch it. Deleted the scene in episode two or three? Three. three, three. three. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. There's um there's a bunch of little scenes that kind of sowed the seeds of the rebellion, which I really enjoyed. And they all had Bail Garna, uh, Fangzar, uh you know, Mon Mothma, Padme, whatever. And there was a scene in Palpatine's office where they deliver a petition to have Palpatine kind of revoked some of his power, signed by like 2,000 senators. And, you know, Palpatine get, did old, you know, grandfatherly, yes, so I'll take this into account. And Anakin was right there behind him, because Anakin had already been assigned to the Jedi Council without the rank of Master. Good. So, and he was not, he was not told to take a seat, you know. I would. I would have told him again. <laughs> Sit down. See young <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody brought up the math uh, real quick. Somebody brought up the math of like how old Anakin was when he was not granted rank of master. The average age of a rank of master was like over 35. Yeah, I would not be surprised. I mean, you know how old Mace Windu was in episode 3? No. 72. Yeah, so, like, there's that. And, like, well, Anakin's, like, what? Like, 23, maybe? Let me, let me, let me, let me do the math. Hang on. 10, 20. Ah! 10, 20. 22. 22. He's yeah. been able to drink in the United States for two years, and he's yeah, thinking he, he, wants, he has a master's degree. No, yeah. no, sit your butt down, wait a couple of years, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, Obi-Wan was 38 in episode 3, and he was a master. When did, when did he become a master? I don't think he, I think he became a master when Anakin became a knight. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. He, he was, was, I mean, he, I, I don't think he was on the council just yet. I think he was on the council, maybe a bit closer to. Or sixty-six. Um, no, no, no. I think he was a twenty AB or twenty BBY. Excuse me. I mean, because I definitely know that when Ahsoka was introduced in twenty-one BBY. Yeah. Um, he was not on the council yet because he expected Ahsoka to be his new Padawan. Right. 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 So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was a bit further into the war when the war got dark. Because a lot of I think a lot of younglings were pushed right into Jedi knighthood or masterhood. Yeah. From that point. Yeah. 
feel like they did a they did the Jedi well, yeah, thing. And no. we're, we're running out of folks. Enlist. Yeah. And Anakin, well, hey, I mean, you know, if they had married other people, then their ranks would have swelled. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, like, the old, yeah. It made, like, yeah, there's no reason to do that other than purity culture. But we're, yeah. that, that's a whole other bag of worms. So, it is. It is. Uh, so we're going to hop on the train to. Uh, what are we going to do about this land? And um, Luke tells the story. Luke tells the story of how this thing got made. And do you remember the story? Uh, it was about the Brotherhood of the Sith. Yes. With so, uh, Khan, I believe his name was. Interesting that they weren't called Darth or anything. No, they were. Uh, they were. Brotherhood. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think any Sith was called Darth until Darth no. Bane. Uh, not during the Brotherhood, no. Uh, they what? There was Darths before, but during the Brotherhood, uh, the Brotherhood of uh, of Darkness, um, mm-hmm. they they for they were the least Sith that Sith had ever been. Um, yeah, they were organized. <laughs> they had weekly meetings. They. <laughs> and how uh, how long ago was this? No, oh, that's a good question. Um, let me pull. Was that it a hundred years or was it a thousand years? Because if it was a hundred years, and Luke says there was a bunch of a bunch of Jedi masters and stuff that attacked. I wonder why Yoda never joined. Hmm. Brotherhood of the Sith was three thousand nine hundred ninety-seven BBY. Okay, so way before Yoda. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, and the whole point was, uh, it was created, the Sith Brotherhood was created uh, by Exar Kun. Cool. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, Big fan of, big fan of Exar Kun. I believe uh, there's a little uh, radio drama that has Exar Kun as the main focus. Uh, so, Exar Kun studied, uh, was like coming out of the purity culture that was the Jedi and was like, no, there's more to learn. Um, but the whole thing was that, like, he created, he essentially treated it like a Jedi program. Um, like, like, it, it had ranks, it had a system, uh, Sith weren't allowed to backstab each other because they were all trying to make an army. Mm -hmm. And this helped and was actually really good. They were on the, they were all... They had beaten the Jedi all the way back to their last temple, their last refuge, and they were mm-hmm. and the Sith had surrounded the Jedi, the last bastion of Jedi, and then the Sith, being Sith, started killing each other, <laughs> as usual. And so, when Bane came out, uh, came, he was like, "Like, here's what's wrong with that. You let's do something different." You have like you have to be able to backstab each other. That's the point of that is the point of being evil. There is one person to be a master and one person to be an apprentice. There will right. there are other dark side users in the same way that Jarek and his dark Jedi yeah use the dark side and call themselves dark Jedi. They do mm-hmm. not they're not granted the rank of Sith. Sith is a master and an apprentice. 
Which, you know, it's so interesting that Darth Maul never had any intention of overthrowing Sidious. Really? When he was, yeah, when he was still an apprentice, he always thought that Sidious would be his overlord. Oh, yeah. And he would never dream of, you know, taking over. That was, I mean, until Sidious decided to, uh, which mouth for an older dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but he learned his lesson and he got smart, but he got smart too late. Um, so, yeah. man, I love Darth Maul. So we. Speaking of. Actually, what? No, I won't say it because I don't know if it's true. I did hear a rumor about a Darth Maul series. Uh, yes. Uh, I've heard that in the rumor bill as well, but not from official sources. No. Mm-mm. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. So, it'd be cool. It but, would be cool. Yeah, back to our story. So, uh, Luke says uh, there was uh, the Dark Brotherhood of the Sith, which was 4,000 years ago, um, made by Exar Kun himself, which was really freaking cool. Um, yeah. They, uh, what even happened, honestly? During the battle? Yeah. On Rusan, so all the Jedi came and they exchanged like pure force energy. I don't know if they're after lightsaber duels. I think it was more like a force energy battle, which essentially ripped the planet apart. Nearly ripped the planet apart. Yeah. Uh, Khan lured the Jedi into a valley and essentially the Brotherhood sacrificed themselves. Well, not sacrificed, but they did something that killed themselves and killed all the Jedi Masters with them, which essentially created a Force Nexus. <gasps> and the spirits... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so essentially it created a Force Nexus, and these spirits, which, reminder, Morgan Katarn heard, um, in our previous episode, well, the sort of previous episode, um, yeah, like they're trapped in there. Yep, they're they're trapped in there until <laughs> until someone can release them, and the power can either, well, depends on who harnesses the power. So we can already guess what Mister Jarek, Lord Jarek, would like to do with this power. Absolutely. Um. In this power, he could use it to blow up a star with one finger. Um, it's interesting that our guess is, well, not my guess, because I already knew, that Yoda, uh, Yoda did know about this, and he must have told Luke this story. Um, which begs the question that I've always wanted to know. How long was the boy on Dagobah? How long did he train with Yoda? I don't know. I mean, it must have been at least a couple months. I mean, it doesn't feel like a couple months because, you know, I mean, how, I mean, were Han lids flying around the asteroid field for a couple months? Yeah, I think so. Right? Jeez. Well, Han must have a lot of food stored on the Falcon. Alumnus uh, bread. He's got a lot of alumnus bread. Alumnus <laughs> bread, yeah. Um, it's um, taters and stuff. Taters! 
<laughs> this was, uh, but regardless, um, it's interesting that no, um, none of the old order tried to do anything about this valley. Um, I'm sure Qui Gon would have done something though. This would have been a Qui Gon-y. Yeah, this this has this has uh. Qui-Gon and Anakin written all over it if they had, if either of them had learned about it in their days as Jedi. Oh, man. The possibilities of Qui-Gon surviving and Anakin still becoming Qui-Gon's apprentice. There are fan fictions about that. Not as many as I would like, but there are fan fictions about that. And heck, there are even fan fictions of Obi-Wan deciding to take Anakin and train him on Tatooine instead of training him in his temple. Because the council was being a butthead. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. So. So, uh, so they made a nexus, uh, not unlike uh, Knights of the Old Republic two, uh, how the Dar- how Darth Nihilus was formed. So uh, we, uh. We an, another word for this one would be a wound in the force, except it's instead of being made out of uh, just lost souls, it's made oh, out of Jedi masters. Yeah. And so it, mm, we got a problem. Do we have a history. Do we have a history of force nexuses? Um, I only know of Darth Nihilus. Um, and there are a couple. Okay, I think I know some. Others, I know there was a Nexus crit on the first Death Star with Obi Wan's uh, death. Really? Um, yeah, there's definitely a Nexus of energy on Exegol. Yes. For Palpatine, uh, there's one above the second Death Star. There's one on Yavin Four within the walls of the ancient Masasi Temple on Yavin Four because that was where Exarchine was trapped. Oh. Um, yes, and he was destroyed. Interesting enough, by a kind of wraith version of Luke and little toddler Jason and Jaina. A copy Funny. of Exarcoon. Yeah, a copy of Mr. Her. Um, and then, of course, the largest Jedi Nexus. Well, I think there were two large ones. One was underneath Cor- uh, the Temple on Coruscant. Now, I'm guessing another one was on uh, Octu, where Luke hid out. Little Hermit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it has a because the the way that nexuses work, to my knowledge, is that they're mm-hmm. they're not privy to one side or the other. It's just a lot, right? <laughs> but didn't Octu have like a both dark side and light side nexus? Mm-hmm. Which is rare. Yes, it was a so. it was a big deal. Yeah, but we are we are really getting off track today, aren't we? Uh, because there's a I mean, frankly, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of things that happen after this. Mm-mm. Like I could sum up the rest of the show is uh, uh, they they go to a place, uh, they go back to Kyle's house, they yeah. they get a robot. After Luke kind of encourages Mon Mothma to hey, let him be, you know. Yeah. They go back to Kyle's house. They go yeah, um, back to Kyle's house. Kyle gets a robot. Um, they <laughs> fight. Luigi! They Love they fight a dark Jedi. Uh, it for they like couple. for like he fights a couple like one at a time, and it said twelve seconds to fight the most, and it makes me sad. Mm. But I understand that like that's uh, combat in audio radio in drama, radio drama so. form isn't fun. But yeah. I come on, 
<laughs> you can. You can do it. You can do, you can do mean, it more than they do. did. Swish, swish, clang, clang. Oh, you're so good. Swish, swish, clang, well, clang. Oh, I'm board. defeated. <laughs> I, I, can, I can guarantee there will be a, a handful more of lightsaber clashes in the third uh, drama. Okay. That brings um, me joy. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they go back and they, you know, fight a bunch of Dark Jedi. Um, oh, essentially what happened, um, the disc. Let's back up to the, what was on the disc. Uh, so the, the disc Ron's, is the coordinates, right? The coordinates, yes. So Morgan, clever dude, <laughs> he put the map to the Valley of the Jedi within his house, in his ceiling, in his workshop. Um, of course, the map does get taken by AT88, who creates a digital copy. Yes. Thankfully, because I mean, how stupid would Kyle be dragging a stone slab around? Um, but uh, Morgan also hid Ron's saber in Ouija. Um, so Kyle now has his own lightsaber, and Ron speaks to him a lot throughout this whole thing. Thank God. Um, you know, we needed I, some exposition. I love. <laughs> I, I, I love I love this interaction between the two of them. Especially during the scene on the street when he runs into a bounty hunter. Right? What are you talking about? You know when he's on the street um, in Baron's head heading to the governor's house and he runs into this that little lady that had like the little remote around her head? Oh, right. Oh, I didn't yeah, think that she was, was a bounty hunter. I just thought that she, uh, that like she was just looking for a quick buck. <laughs> Maybe a bit more. I don't know, but he wasn't succeeding until Ron kind of stepped in, and he's like, "No, close your eyes, turn your saber on, and fight like a Jedi." We get the Force theme, which that still all these years it gives me chills. Yeah. Um. Oh, and we do get a uh, a Vornsker in this. AT-88's pet. Right. Interesting. So, um. Anything else? I, mean, uh, I know we're jumping around here, but it's, uh, I mean, it's a go 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 kind yeah. of thing. And uh, they they go uh. He see like they get they get Ouija and they get the lightsaber and he refused to tell Jan what's happening even though Jan's with oh, him yeah. the whole time um, and he they're like uh, AT eighty eight's trying to escape like okay and he's killing people because they're humans and they don't have a server motor uh, motor in their brain. Yeah, he's a he's spacist. Um, <laughs> I think that Ouija and AT eighty eight sound exactly the same. They don't. They I I feel like they're not different enough. I no, would I not. would I would have rathered a different voice for Ouija. Well, at least. I would have rather Ouija uh, be in, in his beep 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 voice. Yeah, that I would I would prefer that as well. I feel like his Ouija's. 
like Ouija's communications like didn't really need to be in English. No. And we never see him again, actually. I'll just let you know. We never see Ouija again. Then why did we have him talk? <laughs> I don't know, bruh. Come on, man. That was more work for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, let's let's talk about Yun for a moment. Without Jedi Yun. Um Kyle had a quick duel with Yun and spared him. Yep. Uh it was it was real quick and he uh beats him pretty handedly. Yeah. And but how do you feel about this though? I feel like the fight was really quick. I know, and, but and how I, do you feel about Yun's psyche kinda? You think we're gonna get some change here? I don't know. See the thing I is mean, that like I don't know how much yeah. Jedi training these dark Jedi have. Because I don't feel it, like they've got enough. That's what I'm thinking. So I feel Unless, like they're pretty susceptible to the light side. Except for maybe Saris. Yeah, Saris like is her own thing, though. More, I feel like she got a bit more training. Pick and Gork. Uh, well, <clears throat> they're dead. They don't have much training. No. At all. Bok <laughs> uh, and Ma. I feel like they're just a step above Pick and Gork. I like uh, Ma. I want. I want to hear more of Ma. You will hear some more of Ma. He's the right amount of creepy to me. <laughs> no, he's a thriller. No, a I did. I didn't know that. Is I, it? A, is it a Bach that's thriller or Ma that's that's a thriller? And I believe he's got two sabers. I can sense someone <laughs> watching us. <laughs> that was a good impression. But no, here's. I think it's, it goes Jarek Sars. Young, Bok, Ma, and then picking Cork. Because I feel like I feel like Cyrus is the most dangerous. Young has some pretty decent skills, but he also has a brain, and Cyrus does not have a brain. Cyrus, Bok and Ma, Bok and Ma are the muscle. Picking Cork were the comic duo. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, Saurus is the equivalent of a very young uh, snake, poison, venomous snake. Um, uh-huh. Like, they're she's extra dangerous because she doesn't know how to hone in her attack. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard the uh, the tale, the wives' tale of uh, I don't know if this is true or not, so I'm gonna call it a wives' tale, but like, young rattlesnakes are more dangerous than adult rattlesnakes because they'll give you all of the venom they have in their bodies Yeah, because they don't know how to ration out their power. That's Saurus mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Saurus is just evil for evil's sake. Yeah. And Do like, we have... Mm-hmm. And like Jarek, uh, sorry, Jarek is more of an adult snake in being able to reserve power and reserve mm-hmm. moves on the board. Yeah. He's sort of like a, I mean, I wouldn't call him a mini Palpatine by any means, but he knows what he's doing. And I guess he was a Jedi Master before this. I did not um, know that. I, I think he was. I'm not, do we have any history on Cyrus? I will take a look. While yeah. you tell us what happened in the governor's house. Well, in the governor's house, uh, 1888 beats up 
couple people. He feeds his monster lunch. <laughs> um, and he um, sends the map up to Jarek, the digital copy. And Kyle shows up, tries to take the digital copy or whatever copy he wants. Uh, and Yun also shows up. And, you know, Yun does a little joke and here, let me, if you want the map, you can have it. Let me help you out with the size of it. Chops the map in half. Of course, you know, Kyle, he jokes right back. And they got the 12-second duel. Uh, Kyle leaves Yun alive. AT-88 escapes. And um, Kyle pursues AT-88 to a spaceport where his payment is due. And the payment ends up being uh, his death by picking Gork. Of course, eighteen Before that, um, you know he's still arrogant as ever. You know he freaks out because he never got a hello from anybody on board the ship. Um, but yeah, eighteen eighty eight. Uh, he goes through a very unpleasant end. And uh, Kyle, of course, you know, he shows up not long after. And he fights off uh, picking Gork. Well, actually, he kills Gork first, and then Pick kind of freaks out. There's a little delicious crumb dark side kind of thing on him. And Kyle has to, of course, you know, kill him and get AT-88's um, head, which was thrown into... The Vorenskur's stomach, and the Vorenskur has three stomachs. <laughs> a sticky, messy task. But long story short, um, Kyle gets the map, well, the head, and he and Jan uh, take off from the spaceport fuel station, whatever you want to call it, with a bunch of TIE fighters on their tail. Kyle pulls a interesting force trick. Outside their ship, the Moldy Crow, and um, yeah, they make it back to Kyle's house, and Kyle tells Jan what's going on. Luke shows up, and essentially, that's the end of it, right? <laughs> yep, that's it. That's the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> sorry about that, folks, but this is the second recording we've done in two days, so. We weren't out. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, but like, also, not a lot really. Like, that's what happens. Yeah, there's really nothing else. I mean, you can go ahead and listen to it on YouTube. I'm sure we can put links somewhere sure on Facebook. Um, but yeah, if you really want to know detail by detail, please just go on YouTube or go on Audible. You know, it is there. <laughs> uh, so, what did you ask about Cyrus? Oh, just where she, where she came from. Uh, she was born the daughter of Imperial Warlord Kronal. Saris was trained in the ways of the Force by the Prophets of the Dark Side on Drummond Kass. Ooh. Well, uh, she must not have learned too much. <laughs> no. Uh, other than be evil. Uh, also, <laughs> I have, during this uh, search for Saris, um, I have to make a correction. Uh talking about uh jedi ron r-a-h-n uh 
That's his last name. His first name is Ku, Q U. Kuran is a okay. human male Jedi master native to planet Socorro. Um, there is no version of him outside of Star Wars Legends. Okay, I figure as much. That's um, a pity. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we already got a Qui Gon. We don't need a, we don't need another Qui Gon base figure. Yeah, uh, although uh, it looked hmm? okay. Real talk. There are live. Uh, there are pictures of a grown man of an actor playing Ron. Was there a that was there a live action? Must be for the video game. The video game has different things. Uh, has like CG, like P, mm -hmm. like PlayStation One CG. Unless, you know, I know they on occasion they came out with care with action figures for some of these things. This like, is a, I know there. This know is an adult a, fifty something year old black man. I don't know. I don't know. I like it though. Um, I've never seen. I've never. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Um, I mean, he could be a jet. He could be an action figure. And there's, I know a, had a, and there's a Morgan Katarn. Yeah. What is going on? Gonna, <laughs> there's also a Mara Jade uh, action figure. I think. Um, I know there's a saber hilt done by Ultra Saber. It's called the Emperor's Hand, and I kind of wanted it, but. It was gonna be like five hundred bucks, um, and I would have gotten it as a diamond saber, but I felt like it was cheaper to go for the prophecy, and it looked heavy. The emperor's hand, um, so you know, I mean, I'd rather. I I, I mean, there's no way I wouldn't buy it now. You know, I've got enough to deal with. Oh, speaking of, I almost forgot. Some news I did pick up yesterday. Go for it. My aunt, uh, my aunt sent me um, a link to it. I'm probably not gonna buy it. I would like to see it, but there is a new Grogu out called Snacking Grogu. All right, I'm in. It's a <laughs> it's a nine inch Grogu. Um, I guess you, I guess it comes with frogs or something, and you feed him frogs. That sounds right. Yeah, like that checks out. Um, yeah, because I saw I had a Cookie Monster way back in the day that had like the same deal, like a animatronic kind of talking Cookie Monster. You put the fake cookie in his mouth, and he makes this little noise, and it drops into a bowl. So this is probably the same deal. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think that's everything. I think that is everything. So. Listeners, tomorrow or whatever Thursday, um, the what's the date? The third? Yeah. So tomorrow, the fourth of November, you're gonna get, or yeah, you should already have listened yep. to our episode covering the first trailer for the book of Boba Fett. So thank you for being patient and waiting to hear the second part of Rebel Agent. Uh, another week 
when when we have really big news this big, we really want to take the time to break it down and right look at what's being leaked with a grain of salt. Right, and essentially with you know Disney Plus Day coming up and D twenty three coming up, we should be getting lots of news. Um, and I'm kind of mapped out that the book of Boba Fett. So it's going to have eight episodes, right? Yes. Okay, so by the time that wraps up, it'll be February. Which means we're probably going to only have a couple months before the next show, which I'm going to guess and say it's Kenobi. Because I feel like that's like the furthest along, aside from this one. Uh, um, I haven't heard anything about Andor. Andor could be going along. Maybe. Um, maybe. I yeah, I I genuinely don't know. I don't have a clue. I haven't seen anything from Indoor since that brief first look with Diego Luna last year. Yeah. But alrighty. Alright. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter are SU352 Podcast. And what is our email address? Our, um, sorry, my phone is talking to me at the same time. Um, our email address is SpecialUnit352 at gmail.com. Please email us if you want more information about these Dark Jedi that we're talking about. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that's the only way that we can talk to the computers inside your computer. We look forward to talking with you guys next week, and as Peyton always says, May the Force be with you.